0: Hey everyone, I'm recording with Listening Party inside Canal Street Radio. Stay tuned! Hello, Afrolip fam, welcome back to another episode. This is amazing. This has been such a long time coming but I feel like it's a full circle moment. I'm so excited for the guests that I have today. This creative genius is just shifting the way that we think about a African fashion, African streetwear, what it means to be a part of the diaspora, what it means to be just a you know, millennial, an African millennial, whatever terminology you can think of. And this is Paco, how do I say your last name? Isando. Isando.
1: Yeah, my, both my names are a lot easier than they look So just Paco Isando.
0: <laughs> Paco Isando. Welcome to AfroLit.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me.
0: Of course. Of course. No, I think that... Now we're getting into a realm where so many young people just want to understand like their own greatness, and I feel like they need examples of people like you to just showcase what it even means to be an African creative and all these levels. He's looking at me like, girl, what you talking about? <laughs> but it's so true. I think that we forget how important it is to see that representation. You know, so yeah, so welcome, welcome. I feel like right now I've been kind of in a theme of just African entrepreneurs and what people are doing, especially in the diaspora and like all the different weights that carries, especially because most of us are second or first generation Mm -hmm. immigrants coming from that family, understanding what our parents had to do but then also now carrying that torch forward we forget some of the implications that can carry. So we're having a conversation today on does it matter? Does mental health matter in the immigrant dream? Just as we have the American dream and all of these various like ways you can go about it within the immigrant dream, I feel like there's the lawyer Dr. Engineer. And mm-hmm. then now that we've streamlined that and I think more immigrant families are open to creative geniuses, I do feel like we f- they forget how long the process can take. Yeah. So I just wanted to hear from your perspective, like how do you set the boundaries for your mental health?
1: So in beginning Mazizi, yeah. uh, even with working, dealing with my mom, because she's initially our angel investor. Yes. But I had gone to the University of South Florida in Tampa to become a pharmacist. Oh. Um, so I was taking the medical route. And one thing about my mom is that she's not the typical African parent. Yeah. So in every direction that I want to go in, she's going to support it. But she's awesome. going to help kind of guide me in which way I go. Mm. Um, so throughout that time that I was trying to start Mazizi and being in school, we butted heads a bit just because she wanted me to finish school first before I started the company um and I really just went through like a really down period going back to Tampa being homeless um and just trying to just keep my spirits up and keep keep the dream alive right and it really one thing that I'll owe it to is that I I have really good friends okay so the fact that regardless of of what situation I may be going through, uh-huh. I could hop in the car and just call them, you know, and really okay, just vent okay. and be able to, like, um, just be vulnerable with them so that yeah. they can help me get through whatever it is I'm getting through.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: I think it's, it's very important to not necessarily internalize the African dream of, of going through these, these um, yeah. STEM fields. Yeah. Although, if that's, your, if that's your passion, that's your passion. But right. if it's not... Um, We have to keep in mind that although our parents had a certain direction, a certain route, a parent's job, a parent's job is to, oh, the live ended.
0: (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) We're going live, but you'll listen to this. So the parent's
1: job is Mm -hmm. to guide, guide um, their child. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily to, they're able to, we take care of them to an extent. Okay. But it's not, keep in mind, you still have to live your own life. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take the necessary steps to do what you want to do and makes you feel meaningful and fulfilled. Right. Um, I think a lot of people, I mean, it's hard, especially when it comes to African parents, like all the pressure that is on you to right. be successful, to, yeah. to make sure you live up to the family name.
0: Completely. Um,
1: yeah, just, just keeping that in mind and realizing that you're living for yourself, not your parents.
0: See, that is, I think that's where the struggle comes in because, you know, we want to, I think there's a level of just fulfillment that we want to give them. Because we understand the struggle that they went through to go, to be here, Definitely. you know, to be in the, whether it's in Europe or in America or uh, even just this another country, regardless, you know. So how would you then, even as you said, like as a black man, do you feel like living in America, you know, we understand like the socio-political issues that come all involved in that. How do you build that community? Because I do feel like what you said, what you just said is so important. I think that sometimes we forget how important it is to have really great friends who you can just call up any sort of time and have them help you. And if you haven't read his Forbes interview yet, yo, listen, you have to read <laughs> before you even lis- continue listening to this interview conversation, actually. Definitely read that interview because a lot of what we're about to talk about stems from that. But, yes, I digress. But, yeah, how do you build that community of, and if I may ask, is it a community of more men than women out of your friends or?
1: Yes, but at the same time, I also have very strong women influences in my life. Right. It's always just been me and my mom, so I've always been able to, like, sit and firsthand witness the struggle yeah. of being a black woman in america right um and then i also have two women best friends yeah. one one both of my sisters Aww. one is the chief operations officer vivian
0: shout out to vivian uh, she has to be on the show next time Next definitely time. Def- next she's time. actually
1: coming flying out to speak with me at yale oh, tomorrow night or okay. tonight so okay. but and then i also have another female best friend that lives out here named Zena. okay um she's a senegalese model in not even just a model. she's mul- a multifaceted creative. right. And both of them, they really help me. they just show me different perspectives okay. um and help me get it, right. you know, and make sure that I'm being mindful of how I'm coming off, how I'm mansplaining things right. um, uh, everything and all those nuances,
0: yeah. so you, I think within the interview, it was funny, like you state that your business, even though you are the face of it, quote unquote, it is like woman led. Mm-hmm. So tell me, did that come from just your community already it, or it how did that spur it about? It was
1: intentional. Okay. It was just a matter of, so I was running Mazizi by myself for a good year and a half. Okay. And it got to the point where I was just spreading myself too thin. I see. And I, I was tripping over my own feet. Yeah. Over the course of some time, I eventually acquired a, a business mentor <laughs> who helped show me just, like, all the chinks in my armor and, like, pointed out that, like, yeah. Paco, you're, you're doing too much. You need someone on your team that could help you out. Who is one person that you can trust, that's reliable, that you know is organized, can yeah. handle administrative duties, and that would be a good asset to the team? Yeah. That's whenever I first... Vivian popped into mind immediately. Just because, okay. like, that's, that's a homie. She helped even... One thing that people don't necessarily know is that I kind of paid her to take my last semesters at University of South Florida so I could focus on the
0: I'm so done.
1: And then it <laughs> gradually <laughs> just evolved into her <laughs> coming into the company itself.
0: <laughs> to stay in school, guys, though. Stay in school. <laughs> but do what you got to gotta do. Do <laughs> what you got
1: to do to get where you need to be. Yes. Uh, but other than that, uh, I mean, honestly, it's just... So uh, law of attraction sounds cliche, but I'm realizing when it comes to networking, when it comes to team building, it's not necessarily about like going to these networking events and talking to everybody and trying to sell yourself. Right. It's more so just going wherever, wherever you're called and being yourself in those spaces, like being Mm -hmm. and putting that on full display, not trying to act a certain way, not trying to, not coming into the, the situation or circumstances with, um, like, motives of trying right. to sell or trying to um, profit off somebody, right. essentially. yeah. Because at the end of the day, w- in whatever space you're in, if people see you being yourself, they're going to gravitate towards that. Completely. So, the right people, the ones who resonate with that and they see something in you that they, they see within themselves, they're going to come around regardless.
0: Completely. No, I think the Affiliate fam, we totally believe in the law of attraction. We believe in manifesting everything and, like we don't need to necessarily get into like the spiritual aspects of it but i do want to understand understand more so of your frame of mind when it came to some of the setbacks within Zizi, because i feel like this journey we now because of social media it looks mm-hmm. so linear you know it looks like okay he had this idea in college and boom nah, yeah it you it's know not been smooth at <laughs> <all>. <laughs> you know so i i really believe that it all starts in the mind And so how did you completely just immerse yourself and motivate yourself in like this idea has to work?
1: I've always been the very bullish type. I okay. don't like taking no for an answer. okay. Um, so whenever an idea comes to my mind and that it yeah. makes sense to me, yeah I really fucking commit. <laughs> like I get really passionate. <laughs> yeah. So over the course of that year and a half with them easy. although I couldn't find a manufacturer, although I yeah. couldn't find a third-party retailer to license the designs to yeah I was still committed to the idea itself just because I knew mm-hmm. that it had the potential that it had in this world. Mm-hmm. the emotions that it could evoke out of people and how it can make people feel the same way that I was feeling okay. um.
0: so just how did you keep that frame Fo- of mind focused. yeah how did you stay focused but also just like because the mind you know you shift sometimes you get distracted like other things come up you know so it's how tacky. did you yeah how did you just keep that motivation
1: so Throughout all the bullishness. Yes. Um, so there's one book that really picked my spirits up whenever like, I fucked up Mazzizzi's money. We had been <laughs> doing really well for the first four months. And um, it got to a point to where we're, it was scaling faster than I could keep up with. Yeah. So I tried to switch CRM, like back-end systems for the website. Okay. Um, I tried to find a distribution center. Both were rushed situations and weren't necessarily the best choice. I see. And it got to the point to where people were getting incorrect products, incorrect sizes, and then I didn't have a Ooh. website for a good four months.
0: Wow.
1: Um, so after that, like a business is still, still going to keep running. You know, there's, right. still, there's still operational expenses. Yeah. Still, you still have to keep up on social media. Right. Um,
0: Got to pay employees.
1: But when you don't have a website, it's like you don't have an office. You don't have a sales sales front to actually make money or have any income coming in. Completely. So all of Mazizi's, <laughs> all the success that I built up within those that was, those that was four months of after the first launch, um, had all gone down the drain. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know I keep saying cliche, but The Alchemist, like that yeah, book, really showed yeah. me that regardless of the obstacles Paulo, that do, mm-hmm. the obstacles that do come before you. Um, if something is a part of your personal legend, you're gonna you're gonna overcome it. You know what I'm saying? Right. These hiccups are just to make you grow stronger.
0: Right? No, completely. I yeah. recommend The Alchemist to every young person mm. who yeah. like is trying to get it, and also just again being having all of these different factors within you I think they're Mm. all intended like whether you're an immigrant whether you're black whoever you are it's all intended to kind of shape you Mm -hmm. in a way which kinda leads me into the other question of being that you are quite young and like both of us being Millennials in that way how do you stay true to yourself without having the clout cloud over you because of course Mzizi is Growing, You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful business and it stands more for than just fashion. It's streetwear. It's a culture. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's, it is a movement, you know, and I love the hashtag stay rooted. So how do you make sure that you don't get you know, how do you keep yourself grounded?
1: It's actually really hard being a humble nigga with a big ego. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, though, like, so I I do go to therapy. And one of the things that we do address is how to make sure that I do keep my ego in check Mm -hmm. to make sure that because it's 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 kind of an internal battle that I'm fighting now. It's like on one end, you feel chosen. You know, you feel like, like, okay, God chose me as this vessel to make this impact on this world. Um, But at the same time, it's not getting too big headed with that fact. And knowing that you're still a human being, nothing under the sun hasn't been done. Um, mm. it, you're not doing anything new, you mm. know? Um, so stay grounded, stay humble. And it's like just kind of bouncing those two things hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I try not to let all the extra, extra yeah. get to me because yeah. I realize that people are just kind of riding a wave. But at the end of the day, I still appreciate the support nonetheless. So I'm still right. going to reciprocate it. I'm still going to appreciate people for even showing that love. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. Right. It's not at all.
0: And how has that affected your love life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Is
0: Mr. Chief even single? We don't know. I, I, I am single. Okay. I'm single. Okay.
1: Um, it's actually really hard because...
0: Talk about it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Okay. You know, there was a point to where I, after my last breakup um mm-hmm. i was kind of trying to find like the perfect spouse or the perfect partner rather right and it gets to a point to where you realize that whenever you're searching for perfection you're never going to find it right um, you have to take people for as they are and how they come you right. can't necessi- they're not going to fit any set mold that you place on them because that's not them yeah um and it's kind of like working through that and realizing like okay let me just take people as they come and yeah, yeah so i mean i'm, I'm a flirt <laughs> <laughs> I, g- I still talk but at the end of the day um Committing to a relationship, yeah. it, it hasn't, yeah, nah. <laughs> nah.
0: <laughs> do you feel like that's also because you're, like you're, like you're saying, you have that kind of internal battle between, like, staying humble versus, like, knowing that you, you know, you deserve some mm-hmm. of the love that you're getting, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, do, are you afraid that someone may just be interested in one aspect? So, like, I definitely the clout am. or the money?
1: It, it's, it's. In the beginning with Mazizi, I was definitely really paranoid when it came to women. because really? just like, okay, what are your intentions? Well, why are you here? Right. Hey, is it just because you see things popping or is it just because yeah. like, well, what are you attracted to specifically? Exactly. Um, and at the end of the day, you can't fault anybody for wanting someone successful because
0: completely.
1: Why, why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah. But still, it's just kind of just being cautious and really getting to know people and learning like, okay, um, if they have a good heart or not.
0: Right. So do you feel that, especially now that you're taking Zizi to heights, newer heights internationally, Mm -hmm. do you see yourself like completely growing the business where you are now kind of like, I wouldn't necessarily say an outsider, but like when you think of CEOs, they are not dealing with the day to day because walk me through like the routine of what you do because it seems like you're really hands on.
1: I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of called myself the bridge builder just because, for the most part, in being the face, I'm the one who goes out. We, I, I meet people. I introduce them to the brand. I, I just get them kind of involved in the movement and get them yeah. following us. Um, but on the day-to-days, like... So, since I do have a team now, my okay. mom, she's essentially the warehouse manager. So, every time we get an order, she goes in the garage, she, mm-hmm. she packs it or she pulls it from whatever bin it's in. She packages it and then prepares it for um, post office to pick it up.
0: Oh, amazing. Um,
1: Vivian, she's the one who handles most of like the... Although she's a full-time teacher, she handles the okay. day-to-day o- operations as she can.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and more so like anything that's wholesale or B2B related, mm-hmm. business business related. Yes. Me... Yeah, I mean, uh, and now that we have a social media management team, too, so I'm kind of more hands-off on the social media now. Okay. Um, And more so, I kind of spend my time just trying to learn what it is we need to do to get to the next steps. Okay. Or what is it that I need to delegate, learn, or even just um, achieve to be able to get to that next level.
0: Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like... Do you find yourself, like, spending... Like, how do you reel yourself back in when you're getting, like, too... Like you said, you just le- kind of delegated the social media management. Like, how mm-hmm. do you reel yourself and say, like, okay, no, 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 I can't do this. I need to devote my time elsewhere. Like, what, is th- what are your deciding factors?
1: Honestly, it's just a matter of discernment. Yeah. Like, okay, is this the right step? Do I need to be spending energy on this? Is there okay. someone else that can be doing this job better than I can? Right. Um... And if not, do I just need to do it myself? Okay. And just kind of just weighing out how much time it'll take in order to do so or if it'll just be better off to, to pass it to someone on whose job it is to do so right. um, to right. get the job done. N-
0: so how have you dealt with, because with every sort of responsibility comes its consequences. I feel like I flipped that whole quote, <laughs> good, but you, you get good. what I'm saying. So how do you deal with every sort of, I wouldn't necessarily say like negativity, but if someone has written, like, a bad review or how have you dealt with someone who, like, completely returned things and, you know, wrote the nasty email and was just like, you guys are trash, you know, like, I waited mm-hmm. for this for so long. Like, how do you let that not, like, d- A, do you take it personally and B, how do you let it not affect your spirit? I used to. Yeah. And
1: like I said, whenever we were working with the distribution center in, in um, the first years of business and people were getting the incorrect orders. We got a lot of nasty emails. Right. But I'm also learning, too, that when you communicate with people, when you be transparent with them and they see yeah. where you're coming from, there are a lot more understanding as well. Okay. I, it's hard not to internalize it, but yeah. at the end of the day, some, some of the nasty comments you will take personal. Yeah. But at the end of the day... Uh, like I said, it's all about communication. With communication, you can get through anything.
0: Okay. I mean, I feel like you know you know exactly the direction that you want to go in. And like I feel like there's a beauty that comes from that because it's like you're mm-hmm. so in tune. Do you feel like you found your purpose yet or are you still growing within that?
1: I think I'm definitely still growing within it. Okay. Being only 24... I never knew what I wanted to be before Ms. Easy started. You know, right. I, I was kind of doing the pharmacy route just for the safety and security of it. Completely. As I'm growing up, I'm learning that there's so many different facets to my identity. There's so much that, yeah. so much that I can actually offer the world. Okay. Um, and yeah, just taking things day by day and, reali- and trying to make as much impact and affecting as many people as possible.
0: So, do you see yourself like going into music? Like, what would be the next step? Like, do we see a rapper? Do we see. Because you're already in the music. I mean, you're already in the fashion industry. So, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Or, or are you going to start an app, become like tech or all of it? Who knows?
1: I think the.
0: <laughs> Listen, this is a. J- like, w- Afro the Fam is here to support. Like, we're, I'm always about supporting. And that's why I love asking, like, what. Entrepreneurs are doing because I do believe we live in a world where you can be multifaceted and you can have, you know, everyone mm-hmm. is kind of like a multi hyphenate mogul in a way, you know. So it's Definitely. like, what could your next step be?
1: With Mazizi, I wanted to start partnering or vertically partnering with other businesses in different industries and okay. really just kind of owning the entire finding your roots experience. So okay. whether that means partnering with a genealogy company, yeah. partnering with maybe like a travel company, or maybe even partnering with um, a production company that
0: shout out right? Th- like
1: because that's what I initially invested into One Tribe Magazine for being the voice of the diaspora. Right. So if we have an outlet that we can um, just push yeah. news to, yeah, that's still our target market. Yeah, that's perfect for us.
0: And I'm so glad you brought that up because I was actually gonna bring it up in like a uh, the separate sort of conversation in terms of. How you leveraged that business? Because I saw that you also did. You were you one of the founders of One Tribe Mag, or how did that partnership come together?
1: So the homie who there's a there was a DC brand called Afro Yes, they were pretty popular in the African streetwear um, yeah. scene for a while. Yeah, and I mean me and I O had been friends for a bit, and he contacted me as well as there's another brand called Modern Pharaoh that was in Cali. Um, okay. The CEO of that is called his name is Adam Smart. Okay. And so between IO, me and Adam, we were just kind of discussing because this is a, this was Io's idea originally. Mm-hmm. Um, how we can build it, how we can go about shaping it, how it, what kind of team we would need. And then from there it just kinda Io took the first initial steps to get things started. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kinda support in the background. I'm not as hands on when it comes to one tribe. Okay. Just because it's because Miss Easy takes up a lot of the majority of my time. Yeah. But I will help, I'll give business advice, I'll give any type of strategy. Um, wherever it's needed.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's beautiful that you're already kind of be kind of passing the torch the way that your mom did to invest in you to another business, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, even with the other facets that you want to go into, whether it's with, like, the travel or the geneal- genealogy, mm-hmm. I think that that's awesome, you know? And I feel like that's, the like, the first step. To it all. Trust, we're working. So we're working. <laughs> and you're such a, I mean, you mentioned that you're not really a bigger team. Like, do you want it to grow into like a Fortune 500? Like, what's the dream? For the dream team? is yes.
1: for anything I touch to become a, a billion-dollar-plus company.
0: Um, but
1: I do want for Mazizi to be a fully actualized lifestyle brand. Okay. I want it to be sponsoring organizations, making the jerseys for different leagues, mm-hmm. um, and just having everything functional from head to toe, not okay. just jerseys. Because you get famous for ef- you get famous for one thing first. Right. The market's been asking us for Africa jerseys, so that's what we've been providing. Right. But once we do go, once we do hit that mainstream point, um, I do want us to start diversifying into everything, back into like track suits. Okay. I'm wearing some track pants right now, like shorts, good. socks, right. all that.
0: Yeah. So, do you see yourself then transitioning? Because I know, again, in the Forbes article, you mentioned how you do want to start creating some of the assets in Africa. So, do you see it like a headquarters moving outside of the US?
1: I wouldn't be surprised.
0: <laughs> or having a headquarters, let me frame it like that.
1: Because the goal is to, to start, we want that made in Africa tag. We want to actually start um, yeah. employing locals and actually boosting the local economy. Right. It's just a matter of finding the right factory that has the resources, labor, and um, like the affordability costs to make sure right. we can still. Uh, maintain mzizi's quality consistently right um we've been looking to south africa now just okay. because that was the first yeah, country that we visited um within the last since mzizi started yeah but i do want to be able to have manufacturing plants across south africa east africa and definitely west africa
0: but of course i mean you have to do it in ghana that's it's like Got right to. like it's the 400 years of return this year yep. and like I think, as you mentioned, like, you'd love to have Zoma as, like, an ambassador, which I feel like we're going to speak that into existence, mm, in definitely, right? That's I'm definitely happening. But you already have someone like DJ Poison Ivy, who was actually just on the show. Um, like, really? Yeah, I just had her on the show. Whenever so she, listen whenever to she came episode. out
1: here last weekend? Yes, when Yo. she came for the OK Africa
0: situation. That's crazy. And, I mean, we didn't necessarily bring up Mzizi, but she was always talking about how it's so important for her to just resonate and, like, stay in tune with the culture. So how did you do all of your research prior to finding, like, even knowing that, like, a streetwear line could exist? I know you had your friend George help mm-hmm. you, but, like, how did you see that there was actually space in the market? S-
1: so when it came to... So just to run everything back from the start, right. George, he would come into the dining halls with everything with from... Um, Shirts, pants, but have Kenyan fabric stitched into it. Right. And me being interested in that, that's whenever I started doing more research, literally a Google search, how to start a clothing line, how to start a fashion brand. Oh, okay, okay. Where to find manufacturers at. And then literally just going down that rabbit hole. (laughs) But really, though, information is so accessible in this day and age, you don't necessarily have an excuse as to why you don't know something, right. the fact that there was a Kenyan who was in the last Olympics and he he got silver and um, right. And, um,
0: what is it? The is it long? No, not long jump. Anyway, it we will be know. in the description <laughs> box. You kn- we know, and you'll know. You
1: get yes. me. So the fact that there's yes. YouTube videos, there's there's Google, yes. there's anything that you want is out there. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of being intentful with your search and mm-hmm. looking for it
0: completely or
1: intentional yeah
0: intentional about it (laughs) so in choosing some of your ambassadors like how did you like what is the criteria like how we may have potential ambassadors listening so if they wanted to like join the team like how would one get started
1: It's a good question so we we um have as distinct. We distinguish between ambassadors and influencers. Okay. When it comes to influencers, those are more of the one-offs where we give them a jersey, they rep, they yeah. promote, um, and granted, just in keeping communication with them. If yeah. we see that things have been working well, um, that the relationship is organic, then okay, let's see how how further we can get, how we can further develop this relationship, and see if we can build it into a whole imbra- ambassadorship program. Yeah. As far as the the two brand ambassadors we have now um poison ivy and sasha lane yeah both of them were people that i mean they're my sisters right sasha we had mutual friends in high school so we, we kicked it from time to time awesome. and then over the years we just got closer and closer to the point of where we're, we're family now right. ivy she's like big she's definitely big sis. yeah
0: shout out to um, ivy i was
1: introduced to her a, about a year after the brand started at um the studio just after talking to her like we instantly like clicked connected yes. resonated all that yeah um and after that she's just been showing hella love ever since
0: yeah so. no that's awesome that's awesome so if you could go back 10 years ago and like speak to yourself knowing everything that you know now and like the place that you're in mm-hmm. what would you tell Lil L- yeah
1: what that's uh, 10 years ago i right, was 14. 14 so i was in high school
0: right you were in what is this, that a junior
1: that is sophomore freshman
0: sophomore freshman year oh yeah. wow okay
1: um i'd probably tell myself don't get caught up in all the outside noise yeah. Um, don't worry about what it is that people think about you because it's not going to affect the impact that you're here to make in this world. Right. Um, I think as high school and kind of as we age, we get caught up in, like you're saying, the cloud of things and making right. sure that people see us or people know that we're doing this that the third, mm-hmm. just trying to put on this this facade for people. Right. And in reality, like, what's going to set you apart from people is you being you. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I would definitely tell young Pac, like, just make sure you stay true to yourself and... Stop trying to be popular, dog. It's going to come regardless.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? That's a whole thing, especially because, like, it just... And I think because of brands like yours, like, it Mm -hmm. really has become cool to be African. Like, everyone is hopping on the sound. You know, how do you you feel about that? Because there is a slight appropriation aspect that comes from it, too. Like, are you... Have you been knocked off, actually?
1: I've been knocked off a few times.
0: You have? uh, But, I mean... I Uh mean, that means that you're popping (laughs) like Chanel and and Gucci embrace the knockoffs because it's like free advertising. But how do you so how would you kind of have you been approached by brands to consult and help them not appropriate yet?
1: Not necessarily. Okay. that's actually a really good question to see if other brands will come up to me and ask me that. Yeah, I would be surprised if it happened. But at the end of the day, I'm all for it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. if we're still pushing the culture forward if we're putting this money back into our communities yeah. then what's the problem right okay it's a trend but at the end of the day if the trend still has impact then what's wrong with it
0: of course so do you feel like you can i mean and as you have said like as long as the money is coming from like a genuine place like do you feel like you're okay with like May, maybe someone who doesn't necessarily have like an african ba- background rocking Definitely. like a jersey
1: even sasha she's she's african-american in New right Zealand, right but she rocks all the jerseys yeah just she resonates with the root of, of what mzizi is the fact that everybody's just trying to find their identity and put it out on display in a subtle but powerful way okay um it's not necessarily just about what country you're from it's yeah. about who you are
0: i love that i love that so thank you so much This was so great. Like, I feel like I learned so much about just like your business, who you are. Do you have any advice for someone who's like 14, still figuring it out or even who's in their job and may not necessarily know, like if they found their purpose yet or Mm -hmm. like they know that they hate this. So they still need to find it or hate what they're doing and still need to find it. What would you say to them?
1: My mantra is that the acquisition of knowledge is a catalyst to progress. Ooh. The more that you're learning um, applicable information okay. towards anything that does apply in your life where you can actually use it, yeah. the faster you can get ahead in that direction. The faster okay. you can overcome any obstacles that are in front of you because you're literally learning all the different solutions, how people went went overcame it before in the past, yeah. different ways just to push yourself further. Completely. um and you know, when it's something that's actually applicable to your life yeah. when it's something that you can actually use yeah. you realize how much power really is information and knowledge
0: completely and on that note thank you so much thank you thank, thank you, you thank you thank you, thank you. you. <laughs> i feel like only family is allowed to call me that no but i'll uh, i'll give you i'll give you the pass i'll give you the we pass you right yeah, we're we friends
1: You can get a wristband, too.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. So, stay tuned for more Mzizi. Make sure to follow. You have your own personal page, but there's the Mzizi shop. Mm -hmm. Mzizi shop. Yeah, Mzizi shop on Instagram. Go on their website. Buy all the jerseys. Make them sell out. And, yeah, stay tuned for more Afrolet. You can find us always where all podcasts are available i have been equa pm and yes talk to you soon
1: stay dope stay blessed and stay rooted y'all
0: hey thanks so much for listening this was presented in partnership with listening party follow the crew on instagram at listening party presents and at canal street market stay tuned for more bye